Hi everyone, we're the Sherpa Sisters from Malaysia. Azima, Amna and me, Aisha, hosts of the My English Matters podcast. After spending eight years in the UK as children, we know the importance of mastering a second language. So we created MyEnglishMatters.com as a platform to help second language learners learn to speak, write and communicate in English with confidence through our online courses, classes and workshops. To join our free course called Speaking with Confidence and get the latest updates about our programs, subscribe to our email list at MyEnglishMatters.com. And now, without further ado, let's get started. Hi, it's Azima here, and today's episode is called Preparing for Social Events, Tips and Phrases for English Learners. So just recently, my English teacher from England, Miss McGowan, came to Malaysia. She paid a visit to us, her high school students, and it all happened thanks to our teacher, Mr. Sibold. We just connected through Facebook and we organized this and it was just wonderful. So I was really thrilled to catch up with my teacher and my high school friends who are Malaysians themselves. We all were students back in high school when our parents pursued our studies there. And then even after returning to Malaysia, we managed to stay in touch. So anyway, there were four of us and my sister and me and Mrs. McGowan. So we were like looking for the best place to take her to. So we chose the one 1958, which is Chef One's restaurant, just to show her some Malaysian dishes and experience the beautiful ambience there. And it turned out to be the perfect choice for the six of us. But was I nervous about the event? Absolutely, we all were. I mean, it's been more than 20 years, actually, since we last saw Miss McGowan. And I still remember my 16-year-old self back in school, skinny, reserved, polite, yeah, that's great, but, you know, quite intimidated and shy. That's how I remember myself. But anyway, I did wonder, like, oh my gosh, what are we going to talk about? What am I going to wear? What if my English didn't flow smoothly? You know, what if my words stumbled awkwardly? What if I have nothing to share? Yes, those thoughts actually raced through my mind, even though I teach English and communication to you, dear listeners. Anyway, I'm opening up this episode with the story of my reunion because today I want to share some tips on preparing for a social event, even if you struggle with the English language. So hopefully by the end of this episode, you can overcome your nervousness and tame that awkward feeling you have inside of you so that you'll come out happy and excited. And you can apply these tips to any social gathering like dinner events, birthday parties, work, workplace related social events, etc. All right, so let's begin with tip number one. Know the guest list in advance. Now, I say this because it's going to help you form a clear goal in your mind. What or who do you want to connect with and how are you going to approach them? Who will be friendly and extroverted? Who might be a bit reserved and who would welcome your friendly face? Now, for learners, you can actually do this by preparing mentally to even anticipate the fluency level of English that will be spoken there. For example, will the guests be speaking in fluent English? Do they 
have an accent. Now, I'm going to give you an example. If you know that some important people there speak English with a particular accent that you find quite difficult, or maybe they tend to speak too fast for your liking, then you go in and just prepare for that. So instead of feeling intimidated, you welcome it and maybe enjoy the experience instead of feeling uncomfortable. And just so you know, Miss McGowan, my English teacher, had this beautiful Yorkshire accent, which I missed terribly. I missed her accent. I was wondering what accent it was because it didn't sound like it was from Manchester. So I had to ask her. So she finally told me, yeah, it's a Yorkshire accent. I was like, oh, so that's what it was. And then I asked her a few things about accents and how to pronounce a few words, like schedule. <laughs> yes, I was doing my homework. And then speaking of homework, just by being aware of who is coming, you can do a little bit of detective work or friendly stalking, let's call that. You know, to find out who are the guests and what's important in their lives at the moment so that you can connect with them on a deeper level. Maybe you know that one of the guests just gave birth or is about to give birth. Or maybe you know that one person is moving to a new house or this person just returned from a holiday. And like my friend Juliana there, she just came back from performing Hajj. And so these little tidbits of information could be inserted into the conversation or even as a conversation starter. So you could say something like this. I heard you just came back from performing Hajj. How was the experience? Or to somebody who just bought a new house, you could say, how's the family feeling about moving to this new house? It must be exciting. So remember that a little preparation goes a long way in making meaningful connections. For example, my guest of honour was my English teacher. I had so many questions to ask her about our old teachers, the school, how Manchester has changed and how she's doing now that she's retired. So many questions. Think about these questions and think about how I can ask them because I know the guests who will be there at this event. So that's tip number one, know who's coming. Let's move on to tip number two, prepare your conversation game plan. So this tip relates to tip number one, because now that you know who your guests are, start by thinking through some interesting topics to discuss with them. Some common and safe topics are usually family, work, you know, studies, health, holidays. How serious and deep do you want to go with these topics? And if topics on current events come up, are you ready for that? So you have to prepare this conversation game plan and have these range of topics ready. Now, obviously, you can't suddenly bring up these topics without warming up first. So you do need to know how to start the conversation you should still say, hi, great to see you here, or hello, how are you? Which is common. No, you still need to say these things. So now I want to share some alternatives to how are you? So you can say, how have you been? What have you been up to lately? So those are, those are really great alternatives to how are you. 
And after saying a warm hello, you can ask them, so what's the latest in your life? You know, remember to keep your tone warm and friendly. And then there you go, you know, exchange and catch up on life and go on to interesting topics, exchange stories, viewpoints. I'll talk more about that later. You should also be able to end your conversation on a positive note. So it's not just about starting the conversation and sustaining it, but you also need to learn how to end your conversation. So you need to have some phrases ready. So I'll give you some examples. I've really enjoyed our chat. You take care now. Or it was great catching up with you. Let's do this again soon. Or I've got to run, but it was wonderful talking to you. Okay, now let's move on to tip number three. Practice talking about yourself. Yes, for some of us, we don't really like talking about ourselves, so we haven't had enough practice. So this is important. You need to talk about things like your family, your work, your interests in a clear and engaging manner. You know, don't talk about these things as if it's boring because if you sound bored, your listener will be bored. So you have to have some sort of energy when you're talking about yourself. But at the same time, you know, you have to strike a balance between talking about yourself and of course listening to them, which we'll we'll talk more, more about listening afterwards. So at this mini reunion, I did think about these things, like what are the things that I want to share what are the things that's comfortable for me and that I'm happy to share because there were tragic things and wonderful things that's happened it's been a long time right so for my dear listeners you might already know that my husband passed away in 2021 he died of a heart attack and you know coming into this reunion with my teachers and friends I'm sure that my friends there, they knew that was going on. My teacher didn't because I didn't, I, you know, I haven't caught up with her in a while. But I did need to mention that. I just didn't want to dwell on something so heavy. I didn't want it to be so serious. So I also had to think about how to cover this topic, but, you know, to transition from my sad story to the good part which is what I am currently experiencing right now. So, dear listeners, you might already know this or you might not, I'm not sure, but I don't think I've ever talked about this in public. But after my husband passed away, I did remarry. So I got remarried um, and then now I have a new family. I have three new sons. So my daughter, she lost her father, but she's got a new father now and the boys, the three boys, lost their mother to cancer. And now they have a new mother. That's me. So I'm excited about starting this new family together. And things, alhamdulillah, are going really well. So that part of my life that I just shared with you, I wanted to link that story to the tragic part. So I have to be able to balance these two stories together. So I have to be able to talk about that so that my friends who are there listening or my teacher would know what's going on with my life right now. 
And so this takes practice, guys. Practice talking about yourself and how you want them to understand you right now in your present life. So you could talk about that and practice talking about uncomfortable topics and, and comfortable topics. Okay. Tip number four, practice expressing your opinions. So as I've said, topics that are not very comfortable might come up and it might be not just about your personal life, but probably about entertainment that you don't know much about, politics or even, you know, the latest happenings in the world, topics that you don't know much about, you're not comfortable talking about. So you should take the time to prepare yourself in case you're asked to express your views, which is tip number four, practice expressing your opinions, right? So here's what you should do. Because you know some of the guests that might be coming and bringing up these topics, you do need to do a little bit of homework by reading up on these topics, probably watching some documentaries and talk shows, watch commentators on that topic, so that you developed some sort of perspective, a well-rounded perspective that's even better, which reflects your knowledge and understanding. And if you're going to learn how to express your point of view, you can use some of these phrases. I believe, I think, according to what I've read or what I've watched. I know that sometimes in a social gathering, it's unlikely that you get tangled up in a, you know, get tangled in a heated debate. But if you happen to be listening to somebody with a different viewpoint, you can keep it positive without stirring up an argument unnecessarily. So you can say things like, hmm, that's an interesting thought. Or that's a unique take on that issue. Or I understand that you see it that way, but here's how I see it. So yes, practice expressing your views so that you and your listener can have an engaging conversation. Now, let's move on to my final tip, which is master the art of listening and asking intriguing questions. So what you need to do is learn how to be a great listener, being an attentive listener. And you can do this by asking follow-up questions, open-ended questions, thought-provoking questions to keep the conversation going. Because being a good listener is just as important as being an excellent speaker. For example, your conversation partner tells you that she volunteers at a shelter, for example. So you can say, tell me more about the experience. So this invites her to tell her story and you can have a great time by listening to her story, what she's interested in, what she's doing. And then you have a great time asking more questions and sharing about you. So then you have a lot to talk about and you should worry less about what you want to say because you're so engaged with the story and asking interesting follow-up questions. So that's it, guys. I'm going to do a quick summary of the five tips. Number one, know the guest list in advance. Number two, 
prepare your conversation game plan. Number three, practice talking about yourself. Number four, practice expressing your opinions. And number five, master the art of listening and asking questions. In all, it's all about being mentally and physically prepared, along with practicing some interesting phrases that you can bring into these conversations. Remember, practice makes progress, so don't hesitate to implement these tips in your daily interaction. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the My English Matters podcast. Please make sure to click the subscribe button if you haven't yet and leave a review of this podcast if you like it. If you'd like to learn even more with us, then join our members monthly program where we hold monthly classes and speaking practice. For more info and to register, visit myenglishmatters.com forward slash members.